welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're talking about throwing games in the trash, basically saying this game has so little value to me and anyone else that it is best recycled, if possible, burned if we can't recycle it. Is this crazy? Oh, and we're going to talk about Wordle 2. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake. And we have a new patron, uh, Richard, I'm going to say Yessi. Richard Yessi. And that's if that's not correctly said, Richard, uh, email me and I will take the punishment myself. And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, also, thank you to everyone's joining us in our live Zoom audience that you can also be part of if you go to tabletopgametalk.com slash live on Monday nights at 8.30 Central Time. And, all right, this week has been one of the longest weeks in recent memory, and that's saying something. (laughs) I have no idea what has happened in this past week. I just know that it's all a blur. So, um, I have no notes for banter, because I... How are you guys doing? What's going on? How's life? (laughs) Um, I ordered some yarn today, because I looked at a sweater I (laughs) like, and I was like, hey... That sweater is pretty expensive. That's nuts. I know. I'll spend more than that on yarn and make myself a sweater because that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> and time. And time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll spend more of my money and so much more of my time that I will probably never get this sweater. So, yeah. That, yeah. I mean- <laughs> Courtney my, says Courtney, that's the crafter's code. <laughs> Courtney understands. <laughs> One of my coworkers uh, actually has a knitting channel on YouTube that's actually gotten kind of popular. Oh, what is it? I watched several, so uh, you'll be to shocked to hear. His, his name is Caleb. Um, okay. I, I might have I seen a video. Up. Yeah, I, I will look it up real quick. But um, my, what did I do this past week? Man, I don't know. Just normal stuff, I guess. <laughs> nothing as interesting as buying yarn that's for sure <laughs> hey I, yeah, my I life think... is riveting what can i say <laughs> <laughs> well we started so last week was zachary's birthday on wednesday so i remember that and that was cool but it made for a very busy week because becca was out of daycare so we had to you know kind of ping pong her back and forth between sydney and i and it was Zachary's, well, both of their last week at daycare, but Zachary's actual last week, because Becca had already been kicked out. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like she's bad. She's a bad kid. She's been a bad okay. kid. Yep. <laughs> so for those of you wondering, um, his name is Caleb, and and his YouTube channel is called Drowning in Yarn. That's a good YouTube channel name, though. Yeah. I've never actually watched any of his YouTube videos, um, because I'm not really into knitting but apparently he's gotten kind of popular and he's making making some money from it and he gets like free yarn from time to time from people and he like reviews it and stuff so if you're interested check it out that's my co-worker drowning in yarn no drowning not drowning <laughs> Dr- drowning drowning yes oh are like you sure the you gerund sure form like, of the I was word gonna say, are you sh- i was gonna say are you sure you're midwestern and then i realized no you're texan so no it's it's all good but yeah no i'm i'm glad this week is over i'm glad this week has started i'm looking forward to a stable child care situation and all good also sydney got super sick this today for we don't even know what it is it's not covid but you know so she was down all day and i've been 
jumping back and forth between the kids. So I didn't get my like evening nap in. So I'm exhausted right now. So it's all good. <laughs> Christopher's making fun of Drowned. I think I think Drowned has a D in it. It sounds like it has a D in it. Speaking of which, um, yeah, let's just get right into this. Because this is a double topic episode. And <laughs> we're going to start out with one topic. This is not a tabletop to- topic, but it's tabletop adjacent. And it's all Kitty's fault. And we're going to talk about Wordle and why this game does what it does. Why Chris can't stop playing <laughs> it, even though he doesn't like it. I'm pretty sure is what Chris is trying to figure out here. Yes. <laughs> this, well, here's here's the thing, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest up front. Why do I keep playing, even though the first two or three times I played it, it was l- literal torture, and I use that word not <laughs> figuratively. It was a literal it was, torture. It was literal torture. I think if you someone mean wanted it was to like literal. It, it was literary torture. <laughs> literary torture. It was that. That's a good one too. If you were trying to get state secrets out of me, making me play this game would be a way for me. Like, no, no, no. I'll tell you everything. Just don't make me spell it. Um, <laughs> but then something happened where I'm like, I'm literally, I literally again. I use this word literally, not figuratively. Waiting until midnight and the word changes so I can like do the next puzzle as early as possible. Um, I have some theories, but I'm just curious. And Fletcher, you've been playing too. And in for everyone who's listening, we have a Discord. Uh, the dis- the link to our Discord's in the show notes. Click on it, come and join our Discord. We have a Wordle channel. And yeah, and it's our most active <laughs> channel. <laughs> it's a very very active channel. And so Everyone we've just all been hops on every morning and drops their score. <laughs> yep, and it's and there it's not even a score; it's a pattern. And you just look at other people's patterns, and you're fascinated by their patterns. Um, Fletcher today guessed the word on the second try, which only makes me think that that's a common word for you to guess. No, it's not. Really interesting. My first two. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> so Fletcher, why? Because you you started playing the same time I did, right? Last. Monday when Kitty's like, hey, there's this Wordle thing. No, I started playing before that, a few weeks before that. When all the right. He started broke. playing before me. Yeah. Interesting. He well, just what didn't do you guys... bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's selfish. Um, <laughs> so, Kitty, I'm going to ask you the same question. I'm going to ask Fletcher first. What is it about this game that keeps you playing it? Um, I mean, this is 100% my kind of game. <laughs> yeah, I, you like word games. I typically don't like word games. Well... I don't know of very many word games. I don't like Scrabble. And I don't like Scrabble because I can't spell. I am a bad speller. <laughs> yep. Um, but this game isn't really about spelling because if you spell a word incorrectly, it tells you that you know, this is not a word that you can use. So then it's not a big deal. Uh, and there's no, there's no, you're not playing with a group of people. It's like, that's not how you spell that word, comma, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just you and the computer. The computer, you know, just kind of does the little shake thing back and forth like it's shaking its head at you. And it's like, nope, that's not a word. Okay, let me try again. Um, And you can't, I guess, like overdose on this game because you can only play it once a day. There's only one word a day and everybody has the same word. And once you guess, you have six guesses, then, you know, you have to wait till the next day to try to guess again. And that's 12 it. 12.01 Central Time. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's very bite-sized. Uh, yeah, it's very bite-sized. So, Kitty, same question to you. Now, you, like, we know you like word games. 
I like word games, but I don't love word games most of the time. But what I really love is solo puzzle games. And this is 100% a solo puzzle game. So it's just you and it's deduction. It's all using the information you're given and the keyboard in front of you and rearranging things in a way. And it it's perfect. And I love it. And <laughs> I'm going to be really sad when the rest of the world stops playing it. But I'll probably get sick of it in a few weeks because I tend to love something really a lot and then forget about it so yeah i'm so that's this i agree with both of you i hate word games like so every once in a while you get these viral games that come around and i could only think of two in in recent memory but i'm sure there's some other ones too um words with friends obviously was huge back in 2009 word with friends was was launched um and then draw something was another that one was almost flash in the pan that one could be a like Wordle could be like one or the other. Words with friends is still around. Draw something is still around, but nobody plays it. So Wordle's <laughs> going to be on that spectrum someplace. But the thing with both of those is they have this community around them as well. And I think if I was just playing Wordle and there was and that was it, I was playing in a vacuum. I don't know that I would there would be any staying power to it. But the fact that we have the Discord and we can like <laughs> post, here's my pattern and this is what we, you know, how many guesses it took, whatever, it makes it far more interesting to me. Like I, I, I want to play again and I want to see what everyone else is doing and that's fun. I also really enjoy the way we talk about it in the Discord because no one says the word. Yes. Yeah. We never say the word. <laughs> never. I don't even think we say letters. I think the most specific we get is like, ooh, the vowels and consonant balance was off. Like, it's <laughs> like, it is not you. And the way you talk about it, like, ooh, that was like, you sure had a hard time with that first letter, huh? You know, and like, I kind of like that we keep it mysterious there. <laughs> like, you have you know, to. We don't want to, we don't want to post spoilers. Spoil yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's worse than spoiling. You've spoiled someone's entire day. If oh, you, yeah. if you give them, especially if you just post the word, but even giving, you know, too much of a clue is it's, that would be bad. And so I don't like word games. And when I first <laughs> started, the first couple times I played this, I treated it like a word game when it isn't what no. basically what Fletcher said. It's, it's not a word game. It just yeah. sounds like it because they have word in the name of the, of the t- game. And there's so letters. I, yes. So I actually had a, a, I went to a Scrabble thing. It's like, all right, give me all five le- letter words. Just give me every five letter word that's a noun or adge- like all of that. And and I was using a word list to try to figure out, okay, what fits, what doesn't. But then I realized the last, I mean, I, I posted in Discord. It's like, I used a word list for this one. But I think the last three or four, I haven't needed it because I'm like, oh, this is just a process of elimination. Here's yeah. the word. Here's the letters that appear in it. Here's if it's correct or not. And then here's the keyboard that shows you all the letters that don't show up in this. And it is a puzzle. It's not a word game. It, I, you don't have to think about five-letter words out of the blue. It's like Mastermind with 26 colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they Except eliminate the colors. that there are known combinations that you can draw from. And only those combinations. <laughs> yes. And only those combinations. <laughs> So let's talk some strategy here, because 
I have developed a strategy, but I'm curious about your guys' strategy. So, Fletcher, I asked you if the word today, um, and actually by the time people um, listen to this, that word will be gone. But I, we, we just, we don't say the word. But the word today. <laughs> we don't talk was, about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. You got it in the second <laughs> guess. And your first guess had one letter that was in the word, but not in the right spot. So how did that happen? Um, no. So my first guess had one letter that was correct, but not in the right spot. And one letter that was correct and in the right spot. Oh, I did not see that. Well, that makes a little bit bigger difference. Okay. But all right. Continue, though. What is your strategy? Um, so I have looked on, like, I I was... I was guessing like this first a word like every day. I was using this one word because um it it has like a couple vowels in it and you know a couple like very often found consonants in the word. Um and then I found like this wordle strategy thing and it kind of outlined some different strategies for your first <laughs> first guess word cuz you're going completely blind for your first word guess. Um and I changed my strategy. I was like, okay, I'll start using this word because this word has like way more vowels in it. And I started using that word for like the past, I don't know, four or five days. Um, and then recently I just changed it to a different word like two days ago. <laughs> um, and because I just changed it, um, I think I just hit upon it like, like, okay, like this, like this is working better. Um, and then I just got really lucky with my second guess because of like where the combination fell and and my typical strategy of what I do. Like whenever I get a word, whenever I get a letter that is correct, but not in the correct spot, um, I immediately just try to guess. I, I move that to the like the leftmost most position and then continue down the line. Um, if it makes sense, if the, if, if it's like a letter that very, that usually doesn't begin that start a word, then. You know, I don't, but usually I start from the leftmost and work my way to the right. But you yes. only have one. So you have your one word and it's, and it's changing because your strategy is developing. But basically that first word is, is a solid first guess every time. And then you go yeah. from there. Yeah. It's like has very, you know, a couple of very common vowels and uh, th- three very common consonants. And then I go so, from there. So Kitty, what is your strategy? Pretty similar. I start with the same word and I'm kind of refining what word that is every day. But, you know, I've got a couple that I like that trying to see what works best for me, deciding what my my first word is. But um, yeah, something that um, because the vowels are very important, I think. Knowing what vowel you are working with is um, really like narrows down a lot of your possibilities. So yeah, having something that gets that going right away. And then I am conflicted because on one hand, if you find a lot of letters in your first guess, um, you can just like keep working with those and trying to find a word with that. But you can also then just make like a completely random second guess and try to find more letters. So that has become and doing my no strategy. overlap. Yeah, yeah. That's a different strategy. It, it can be like, I try to do it like, and as few guesses as possible, as opposed to um, getting it absolutely correct, um, you know, within six guesses. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So so I started out with just the single word and then guessing from there. 
And then I did, now I do this two word strategy. And just so people know, we are not even talking about the words that we use. Because if we <laughs> I did, know, it's so secret information. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if we did, if I knew what Fletcher's first word was, and then I saw his puzzle, and I saw what the where the yellow and green was in the first word, I would have more information. So Fletcher yeah. can't tell me what his first word is, because that is a form of spoiler. We take this very seriously. <laughs> Apparently, we didn't. We did not discuss this ahead of time. We did not come up with ground rules. We are on the fly, just like none of us share details. We this, are is, this is wordle a bit etiquette. crazy. Yep. So, but mine. So, I I came up with a first word, and I've tweaked it a couple times since I came up with it. But I'm happy with what I currently come up with, and then. There was one time where I put the first word in there and nothing came up. So it was like all empty Ugh. letters. And that then I was at me yesterday. <laughs> and I'm at a loss, right? Because it's like, okay, now this is just everything. There's nothing but that's to okay. go that, on. That actually gives you a lot of information. Yes, it does. Because it eliminates everything that, you know, your first word. Your first word is, you know, basically common letters. It's the Wheel of Fortune letters, typically. Yeah. Um, R-S-T-L-N-E. <laughs> yeah. Um, as many of those as you can get. <laughs> Yeah, usually with another couple vowels in there or something. But you only have five letters, so you don't have a lot of choice there. So then I came up with a second word that also was very similar to that as well. And I'm like, you know, these if I have these two words together, I can I have a pretty good chance of getting it in three and almost guaranteed to get it in four. And that's been holding up. I've been doing, you know, typically four. When you have two words that you're going to guess every time, it's typically going to be four, but it's never gone to five or six. So I'm like, well, is that better or do I try to reuse letters from the first word for my second word trying to get it right? Or is it better to not? Quicker. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So it's – and that's what I find fascinating about it. Again, it's not about the word. It's about how you're eliminating letters or ruling in letters and positions. And those those words you guess, it matters. Like even the positions of letters matter because some letters are just more common at the end. And some, like, you know, so it's like, well, is this a plural is a good example, right? Yeah. If you know so that there's no S at the are end. Some together. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, TH, CH, those types of things. You know, is there an Q-U. H in there at all? Yep. Q. Yeah. If there's a Q, you know, then you know there's going to be a U. And if there's not a U, you're pretty sure there's not going to be a Q, right? So, yeah. like, these are the kinds of things that you can use to guess this word. And again... If you don't, if you're like, well, I think these letters work, but I don't know if that's a word. You just throw it in there, hit submit. And if it doesn't work, it's like, okay, that's not a word. Let me switch out one of these letters and see if that's a word. <sighs> I like this game now. Yeah. it's. A, it's I really thought fun. you would. I, I'm glad to hear that I'm not totally crazy. So one other thing that I learned um, is that there is a hard mode for this game. Are you guys aware of this? Yes. Is it self-imposed? No. no. Well, I mean, you turn it on, but oh. then it, it makes you follow it. Yeah. So the hard mode is, uh, and I actually did this anyway, so I was. I was going to say the, the way mode. that me and Fletcher apparently already play the game. <laughs> yeah, is hard mode. <laughs> oh, you so have to use mode, the letters that you know about. Yeah. You have to use the green letters in the same positions, and um, yeah, and the yellow ones you have to include them somewhere. Interesting. They should so give. That, is that what? Is that why it shows black or white when um when you share it? Because sometimes people's letters share. No, it's and if they you have black. your thing in dark mode. 
Oh. I use dark mode for my browser. That's why mine is always black. <laughs> that that makes sense. I think hard mode should probably well actually you can tell, right? You can tell if someone's using hard mode because you can watch the green letters. Uh even if it's not turned on, you can still see if someone at least repeated the green letters and had, you know, yellow letters enough letters right. th- in the second part. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to I use our like Discord over here as um as an example, yeah, like to see how many people are playing in different ways. It looks like most people seem to like once they get a letter right, keep using it. Yeah, but but from that like is... the eight people we have on our Discord, <laughs> <laughs> that that's hard mode. So if you want to try on hard mode, Chris, you can turn it on or just try it self-imposed. And yeah, I, I don't didn't like know that. about it. Like I said, <laughs> I just play. I was just playing that way because. My strategy is I want to do it in as few guesses as as I can, because I could just try a whole new word and eliminate a bunch of letters. But I don't. But want then to you're get to not going to be right. You know you can't be right if you're doing that. Like what so if that you, is, you can't get it in two? You, you can't get ever. it in two. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Me and Fletcher are the same kind of crazy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. The second the second one. Wait a minute. So last cocoa bean <laughs> on puzzle two twenty four. That's Courtney. All right, Courtney, on puzzle 224, why does it say, am I reading this wrong? Oh, so the default, okay. So she has green, yellow, 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 green. And then the second word is just all green. So it's like the first word was just the right first and last letter and the middle three were rearranged. That to me is, that just looks like a cool pattern. And this is what you do. You look at these patterns (laughs) and you're like, hmm, what did they guess? And how did they do this? And now I'm looking at people and seeing is like, well, did they use the same letters on the next one or not? And all of this is like, you just don't know. Half the fun of this is kind not really figuring out what other words people are using, but kind of like whenever I see the strategy. Yeah. Well, so Fletcher, your, your puzzle 224. You got it in four guesses out of six, and your last line was all green, but the line right above it had the first letter wrong, but the rest of it was all green. And I'm like, okay, he was he got caught on you know this other word that I know is super common on that day. Even past days we're not mentioning. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I don't know if I remember them. Yeah. <laughs> I can do yesterday. I, I, I rem- Maybe the day before. That's it. <laughs> I, I remember that one like two twenty four because I guessed it and I was and I was like, oh, it's got to be this, and it was like, nope. And I was like, what? Oh, great, no, it's this. And I just have to like swap out the first letter. Yeah, I was like, dang it, I could have gotten in three, but instead I got in four. <sighs> You're gonna make me have to get it in in two now. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Two to- is kind of lucky. You kind of have to like just guess correctly. Yeah, I do think two. Two has to have some kind of luck. Otherwise, your first word was just so close that you were able to tweak it a bit. But I think that six is an amazing number of guesses because most people figure it out in six. And the people who don't, um, we have a couple in the channel. So (laughs) so I'm going to call out JP Lewis uh, on puzzle 226. Failed. But this pattern is heartbreaking. Oh, I know. It's one yellow in the first guess, two yellows in the second guess, two greens in the third, four greens, four greens, four greens, all of them missing the first letter that was wrong. And it's just like, okay, this combination of letters, there's so many different words that start with this letter. Like, it's just like, oh, you were right there. Just 
basically shooting around the bullseye. It's it's like I say, it's 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 so fun. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I hate myself for liking this game. That's all I have to say about that. Don't hate yourself. It's a good. It's a fun game. <laughs> Actually, Michael literally just posted the same basic thing: two yellows in the first word, one yellow in the second, then four greens, four greens, four greens, and then the very last guess: five greens. If you look at mine, uh, two twenty-two up on the 27th that's like it's yellow two yellow and a green three green four green four green and i got on the last one <laughs> yeah. now for those of but you it's who one don't, of those where yeah <laughs> yeah for those of you who don't play wordle um we probably should have explained this up front but you know we'll get around to it as listen it to last Mo- week's episode listen to last week's episode <laughs> but each puzzle has a number to it and i'm assuming they started at 001 so world's been around for 226 days as of today would be my assumption uh it's a five letter word so far and i don't know because i've only played i don't know since a week i might have played several, seven puzzles or so they've all been words that haven't had repeated letters in them so at least for the last seven days, Terrence says that that's not the case. Um, based you on can have repeated letters. Okay, though so, I haven't I haven't seen one with re- repeated. I've I've missed a few days. Like in the beginning, I ha- I wasn't playing very consistently, and I didn't have a good strategy. Sometimes I would like I would put in like one word, and then I'd put it in another word that had like a same letter, like somewhere else that I knew wasn't going to work. Like if I put in an S, and, and I was like, no, there's no S in this letter, and then the next line i put in an s again i'm like why did i do that that was dumb (laughs) i'm well uh, yeah now courtney is telling me and actually i saw this earlier in the chat too there is an archive of puzzles so if you didn't play the older ones um there is a link you can go to and apparently you can bring up you just put the puzzle number in in the link and it brings it up i'll put that link in the show notes uh, so that if you are interested in playing past puzzles, you can do that. But I don't know um, if I, I want to. I know it I don't know the spirit. If, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go back and do it either because there's something. Of, so here's my Diablo magical about it being just once a day. Yeah. yeah. So he, here's my Diablo story. Um, Diablo, a game from the '90s that you know, ultra addictive, and obviously more things here. Um, back uh, in those still days. Today. And still, still today. But back in those days, it wasn't online. It was all local, so you could just. Yeah, it was. You, know, you could play on Battle.net. What are you talking? Uh, about? Not for Diablo One. Yeah, you could. I did. Maybe. All right. Maybe you could. But I played it. We played it like solo or LAN. But in any case, you could hack the game and break it, and you could just unlock anything you want, get infinite money and whatever. As soon as I did that, the game stopped being fun. There was no yeah. longer any reason to play it. So that might you broke be the, the reason. Machine. You just got yeah. you just got a jackpot every time. Yeah, it's like okay, th- there's no excitement left in it. So with Wordle and going to the archives, that might be something I don't do simply because if I can flood myself with words, then what's the excitement of waiting until twelve oh one? And <laughs> I'm still mad at myself. I broke my streak the other night because we stayed up late watching TV and I missed it. And it was like, I was, I must have been the first person in the world to do it that night. Cause I was like, oh, it's so close. I might still be able to get yesterday's puzzle. But nope. <laughs> it was right at the turnover. And I have lost my streak and I'm sad. I, does, oh, yeah, it does have a streak. It has stats, but the stats are all yeah. local, right? Not local yeah. per browser. Yeah. So, that, so that's another thing that it makes it sort of addictive is after you complete the puzzle, 
it will show you how many puzzles you've done, what your win streak is, uh, what your average guess is for each of the different um, guess numbers, like one through six. Uh, and it's just this little stat screen that pops up and does nothing, but it has the share button on there. And you click the share button, and it copies essentially a uh, kind of an emoji type of... Yeah, it's like it an is, emoji grid. Yeah, it's yeah, an emoji, emoji grid. grid. Yep, that you that you can just paste wherever, and that's how we share it onto Discord. Uh, but you can you can share it anywhere because it's just an emoji grid and throw it in text messages or whatever. I and like doing just- it on the Discord because like it's all people who want to see it because like there's a yes. lot of people who are out there like broadcasting their results, and right. I don't enjoy broadcasting my results because then you know oh I lose one day and I just quietly don't post. Everyone will. Everyone knows. Yep. <laughs> you don't get to just, I don't know. But I like our Discord because everyone's very supportive and we're very nice there. And everyone and had, cares. <laughs> and we had to create a, its own channel for it because it was landing it in the general channel. flooding the general channel. <laughs> and then the three of us were like posting it to each other in our group <laughs> chat. And so I'm like, all right, we're just making a Wordle channel. It's like, let's consolidate this. Let's make this happen. And it's the only reason that Fletcher's even ranked on our Discord is for Wordle. <laughs> I post once a day my Wordle. Eventually, you'll get to level three. And then some when, smack talk. Yep. So anyway, that is our Wordle um, conversation. Half an I, episode. I, yep. I thought, yeah. that was, I thought that went really well. Uh, we're going to end on a more negative note. But um, So no. if, if you haven't joined our Discord yet, but you're playing Wordle, Join our Discord just for Wordle. There's a link in the show notes. Just click on it. It'll take you right there. Uh, if you're a patron and you haven't pinged me saying, hey, I'm a patron and I'm here, let me know. It doesn't do anything besides change the color of your name and give you access to a patron channel that nobody uses because why would you do that? Um, <laughs> you can post in there. We're exclusive. Ha, ha, ha. But um, no, but it, I do think that having your name turn a different color is kind of cool. So um Ping me if you are a patron and ever been a patron. If you've ever been a patron at any point, just ping me and you will get your name color updated. Uh, all right. So let's talk about topic two. Topic two, throwing away games. And this came out of the fact that today I was cleaning the back room and I'm going. So I gave away a whole lot of games last year and there were games that I literally couldn't give away. I tried. <laughs> I tried giving them away and I just I couldn't. And I'm going through these boxes of games what and a games? lot of them are like well a lot of them are like small box um card games or that are just, you know, bad or really bad Kickstarter games, like really bad or um games that were eliminated because now they have a second edition and I have all the second edition content but only some of the first edition content or things like that. Hmm. Um sometimes games that are like warped Warped cards because I've been, you know, they just haven't been stored well or whatever the case. And I'm still tossing some of these things. But when I do this, I open it up. I look at the game. I look at the quality. Sometimes I pull out components and pull those aside, like dice and meeples and stuff. You know, just kind of put them in my game design bin. But I truly feel in many cases that I could keep these games because I feel bad throwing them out. I could try giving them away, but I'd feel bad giving people these games. I could, quote unquote, (laughs) donate them, but I'd even feel worse because that's just like using Goodwill or the library as a dumpster. Um, 
Yeah. Have you guys ever thrown out just straight up wholesale thrown out games? No. <laughs> not games. No. Not I'm even. Sorry, like, we're not helpful. <laughs> well, so so for but, me, giving something to Goodwill, they will price it according to what they think it will sell for, and somebody might buy it not for its intended purpose, and they might find a new and interesting use for it. Or cannibalize it for a game that they have. Like, oh, we have Monopoly, but we're missing money and pieces and stuff like that. Or we spilled coffee on the board. Oh, goodwill. Here's a copy of Monopoly. It might also be missing pieces, but you can just cannibalize it as opposed to buying a whole new wrapped one. That's not a terrible thought for for things like Monopoly That's what I tell myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about Goodwill, I'm not sure other um, thrift stores or donations do the same thing, but um, they have a lot of resources where they will properly recycle and um, try to, like, leave as much out of the landfill of even things that they don't think they can sell. So, like, a lot of um, T-shirts I heard that get donated to Goodwill that aren't good enough to like sell for someone to wear like um get turned into cotton rags that are used in like auto body shops and stuff like that that like yeah so you know don't give goodwill your garbage don't give them actual garbage but get, you know you never know what they what resources they have to use things that you don't think you might be able to utilize maybe i mean like i have games that are just like you know 200 cards or whatever right yeah. Think about old CCGs where I'm like, I'm never going to play this again. Nobody's playing this game. Even if I was to give it away, there's not really enough here to be viable. Are but you I guess about if you're Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Xena is on, the, on that list as well. So, um, but I guess you could shred those cards and make something out of them, maybe. I mean, what, I mean, what, what's the point you're trying to, I mean, Okay, well, you're not thing, throwing it away. What, what is the you're use recycling of that? It. Maybe somebody yeah. wants to make their own game, and they're going to buy your old game, and they're going to use that, yeah. your cards as you know. They're going to paste paper over top of them and write on them, or put them in a sleeve with a piece of paper to make it feel weighty. I don't know, Chris. Or maybe people are people, creative. <laughs> so there is actually one thing I've done with old TCGs, which is um, like take a one-inch circle or a two-inch circle punch. And then punch out the art and put a uh, stickered magnet on it, and then put them on the refrigerator so they make decent refrigerator magnets. Um, but there's there still go. only so much art you can do from that, and you're still—I don't know. I mean, it felt good throwing some of this stuff out. Like it just felt good because I've been saving it for so long. I'm like, am I a hoarder for not throwing this stuff out? Yes. When it's essentially <laughs> useless. <laughs> but I think so. Uh, just so people know, like the the games that I listed on the giveaway, there were, were a decent number of the games that didn't get picked. I never want to ship games again, ever, ever, ever. But um, for those that did not get picked, I will likely donate those to Goodwill um, because they're already in boxes. I've already checked to make sure all the pieces are there and playable. But for the card stuff, especially old CCGs, <sighs> It's just hard to justify doing anything with that besides calling it junk. And I feel bad about it because I have a lot of it. Um, I'm looking at you, uh, flesh and blood. Um, <laughs> which uh, a number of people just cringe like, well, you're going to throw away flesh and blood. Yes, I am. I, I hate that game so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, 
It's just a bad game. It's a bad game that people think is good, and that's what frustrates me even more about it. <sighs> I should do an episode on Flesh Could and Blood. Could you sell but, it? Uh, that's the problem with it. So uh, just a slight a tangent, but also why throwing away Flesh and Blood is better than donating it. Um, the problem with the game is it's made for gamers, and it sounds like that shouldn't be a problem. But it's a collectible card game made for gamers, in which case they've eliminated all collectability of their card games. So they distribute it in random packs, but practically unlimited. So if you're a player, you can basically get just about any card you want for relatively cheap, which sounds great, unless you are buying cards because that's your habit of for CCGs, you can't make your money back on opening a box of flesh and blood cards because they it's are no worthless. longer a it's no longer a trading card game. Yeah. I mean, they're, they essentially, there's, there's just so much of it on the market. They print it until people don't want it anymore. So it just becomes worthless because there's just so much of it. Um, now this is me talking with, you know, several months of experience. And the last time I looked at any prices was six months ago. But if somebody wants my unopened boxes of whatever, uh, let me know because I'm not going to be opening them. And I'm also <laughs> not going to throw away unopened boxes. But the open stuff, like the open commons, are absolutely worthless. Like there's just no value in them whatsoever. They're not even worth the paper they're printed on. So it's just like, ugh. Terrence says he'll make them go away from my unopened boxes. <laughs> I may take you up on that. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, anyway, I, that was a tangent. I'm, I'm using Flesh and Blood as an example of CCGs that I am no longer going to play. I understand a lot of other people really love the game, and that's and that's great. They should, um, despite all its major, major gameplay flaws. So, I really do need a new episode on Flesh and Blood, but it's just me ranting. And I've already done a YouTube <laughs> on me ranting on that game, so I don't need to do that. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I but I felt good throwing this stuff away. And and now you guys are making me feel bad about it. But when I want to know, when would you be okay to throw throw a game away? Like you guys don't have the same problem, right? You guys don't have five hundred games sitting in your back room. No, no. <laughs> um, but I I have had to get rid of games, but I just give them to you to give away to people, and now it's your problem. Yeah, you're on my list. I have a box of your games sitting on the floor <laughs> of the back room, and I'm like. Ugh. Well, and then there's so here's the thing: the just not even throwing away the games, throwing away game boxes. So yeah. you get expansions, and now I have you know get we have Wingspan's a great example. Yep. You get the you get the base game, and then you get an expansion. You put it in the base game box, and then you get another expansion, and it barely fits in the base game box. And then you get another expansion, and it doesn't fit in the base game box. But now I have to throw away two of my expansion boxes, and if this other one just just kind of sitting here staring at me like, haha, I don't fit. And, and then that, you go on Kickstarter, and then you're in a big box expansion, and you get a new big box, and everything fits inside of it, and now you have five empty boxes. And I call <laughs> this this is a problem I do have. This is my my guilt corner of my cabinet because then I take two because I've got um you got me the nice wood um inserts to go in my game, so I don't need any of the old pieces, all the cardboard food items and all that stuff i've got like the fancy nice ones so um yeah i just have an expansion box full of guilt that i don't touch anymore <laughs> that sits in the corner of my game cabinet taking up space so that one yeah 
Um, and I can't, I don't feel like I can give that to Goodwill because like, at least I'm going to giving a game to Goodwill. Like, you know, somebody could buy it and like, yeah, maybe it doesn't have like every single piece, but it's got enough you can play it. Like nobody's going to play like half an expansion and <laughs> no, like there's none of the actual gameplay elements are left in this box. It's just like the leftover pieces. I don't know. Like, um, listed on eBay, crappy tokens for sale. <laughs> Um, the only thing I can think of is I watched this guy on YouTube who makes models out of stuff. So he doesn't ever like buy a model kit and make a model. He like just builds it out of what you might call garbage. I'm like, can I like just send you all of my leftover game components so you can turn them into like Howl's Moving Castle or whatever it is that you want to build out of garbage today? Because yeah, I feel a, a large level of guilt and you could probably use these, but like, you know, how how many models can this one guy build out of my garbage? Yeah. So, Well, and Terrence mentioned you can post on BGG that you have leftover tokens, which is fine, but at the same time, you still have to make that connection and then ship out those tokens for essentially what you're doing is shipping garbage cardboard. Now (laughs) one man's garbage is another man's treasure. Sure. But there has to be a limit to that. Right. I think you missed up your colloquialism, but sure. Good enough. Is that? Yeah. You get the point. The point is it's trash and it should be trash, but I have the same problem. Like, okay, I've replaced these components, but these are nice components. They're nice cardboard components. And what if I want to use, you know, the cubes that I replaced it with? I want to use those again in something else. Then I could put these components back. Or worse, I've replaced it with components that aren't like, you know, upgrade components. They're just cubes instead of cardboard. And then I want to sell the game. Should I put the old cardboard back? You know, or is it okay to give it away with these like generic cube upgrades? And so I save this stuff and, and I'm just like, Sometimes I save it in the game box, so I open up the game box and half the stuff in there is stuff that's not going to be used. Why am I saving that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have as much of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. You also um, have a lot of space, so it's easy for you to hang on to stuff. I'm I don't have as much you only of a have hard one time with the cardboard. I can get rid of cardboard because I'm recycling it. It'll turn into new paper. It, you know, that's something. But it's the plastic bits that get me. I, like... They're not really getting recycled. I don't know. Like I don't know that the cardboard's getting recycled because what happens is, especially for the small pieces, it's not worth the effort to recycle it. And if there's a gloss coating on it, I think recycling glossed um, paper and cardboard is a problem for most recyclers. Yes, so a lot of that stuff is. just gets trashed anyway. So once you print on it, it becomes less recyclable. Now, the plastic... The plastic can be melted down. That stuff's relatively depends easy to recycle. Depends on the plastic. <laughs> depends on the plastic. on the plastic. Exactly. So a None lot of, of this stuff. them are marked. We need tiny yeah. recycling symbols on the bottom of all of our plastic components from now on, <laughs> game designer publishers. Come on. <laughs> yep. Well, the problem is a lot of this stuff that we throw in the recycling bin, it could actually not only we do it so that we feel good about ourselves we don't want to throw out all this stuff we want to recycle it but if you put too much non-recyclable material in a recycling bin that all of it just gets thrown out because they're like we're not sorting through all of this so everything goes so you can ruin an entirely entire bin of recyclables by you know putting a greasy pizza box in it um so i, I don't know i don't know if recycling it just makes us feel better to say it or not i still do it but it still makes me suspicious as to where it goes. I need to 
put tra- trackers on my cardboard and see if it's really getting recycled or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually I just I've developed a new product in my head. We need home recycling kits. It's called so, composting. <laughs> well, sure. What I'm th- I was going to say, like composting, but like that actually creates something that you can use. So I have a 3D printer, right? And I have this these spools of plastic that I'm going to melt down. And then once it's formed into something, half the time those things are going to get thrown away because they failed for whatever reason. Well, if I could melt that down again and use it for something else, that might be neat. But... You just want to like continuously reuse the plastic over and over again. Like, okay, I'm done with this thing. I want to melt it down again, make it into like this plastic strand and feed it back into my printer. Right. And and basically, or molding or something. And same thing with paper, right? If you can just throw paper into a watery acid substance and it dissolves out, then you have this paper pulp at the bottom and then you crush that into papyrus and then you can, you know, get out your calligraphy pen and make, you know, cool Christmas cards with it. Um, in high school, a long time ago, it's yeah, Yeah, a long time ago. It's actually kind of a difficult process. And what you get is like, not great paper. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not great paper is the right way to say that. Um, that's why like a lot of your recycled stuff is X percent recycled material because you still need to bind that paper into actual paper. Yeah. Yeah, That magical liquid that you put paper in to recycle it into other paper is called water. There's yes, mostly, but there is some <laughs> kind of like solvent. No, you like in blend there it. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a there's usually a soap or a bleaching agent to get rid yeah. of any of the colors, but it's mostly water. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been doing with my games is throwing them out. Now I do take out, like I said, <laughs> I take out the dice if there's any dice. Although there was one game that had probably sixty custom dice, and I'm. I, I think I looked at these dice for a good 10 minutes, agonizing over, do I save them or do I throw them away? Because they're completely useless outside of this game. There's nothing I can do with these. And if I pull them out, I'm just going to throw them into a plastic bag and they're just going to sit and do nothing for eternity. So I finally said, I'm just throwing out all these super nice looking custom dice because there's nothing else I can do with them. And the game's not that great. So there's no reason to save the game. And when I say not that great, I mean no one's ever heard of it. And it was very, very bad. Um, uh. So I will tell you, Chris, that the way to not throw away games is to not buy too many games. So I've been doing better at that. (laughs) (laughs) You will notice that there's like the sliding scale of who has the problem is like, you buy lots of games. You have a big problem. I buy a medium amount of games. I have a small problem. Fletcher buys very few games. He has no problem. He, he's like, I don't identify with this topic at all because I don't buy all the games. Fletcher's like, I, uh, I know I have no place Wordle. to put them. If, if I get a yeah, if I get a new game, something's going to pop out of the closet, and that's what's going to get thrown away. Like, there's just no more space. Yeah, I'm. I I try to get to that place every couple of years. I'm like, okay, if it doesn't fit on the shelves, I'm getting rid of it. Um, I think I think what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to create two separate containers. Um, I've been just using old <laughs> boxes. One that goes straight under recycling. Like, this is just not worth trying to give to anyone else. And then the other one, I'm going to rubber band them and just make huge boxes to donate to Goodwill. 
because if I'm just going to throw them out anyway, like there's some games I'm like, I can't throw this out. Like this is actually a viable game, but so oh, go ahead. Oh, but I, I also think that somebody would benefit from it. And I'm not going to donate it to the library. I think the library gets way too much stuff. Maybe if there's a few good ones in there. But I think Goodwill, someone will buy these games for 5 to $10 a piece. Like, um, I also dropped a link in the chat. Um, there's a charity in Chicago called Upcycling Colors. Um, and they take mostly arts and craft supplies, but they will also take board games, books, Isn't Lego. Isn't <laughs> um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of Upstream Color. I don't know that movie either. Um, but Upcycling Colors is a charity. Spencer's old company worked with them, like doing a team building day where they sorted dried out markers. Um, and they take old art supplies and turn them into new art supplies for kids. And they also, um, they had a bunch of like board games that they were sorting out the components. I'm sorry. My voice is slowly dying. <laughs> 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 Uh, unrelated to the charity or its value. Um, <laughs> but you should check them out if you're in the Chicagoland area and you have arts and crafts supplies or board games or any of these other, like there's a list of things like we'll take these things on their website. That's like 40 things, jewelry, beads, ribbons, notebooks, well, educational toys, soccer balls, actually, all of I have these a, things. I have a <laughs> bunch of that kind of stuff too, where I'm just like this... This stuff has value to somebody. I just don't know who. And it's just a bunch of, by itself, miscellaneous stuff. I don't want to call it junk. It's just miscellaneous stuff. Um, I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, I'm sure there's equivalent charities. I was going to say, it looks like they have links to people in other cities, too, that do the same kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. So this is why I do these topics, because I would not have thought about this stuff on my own. I would have just kept throwing things out and been like, my dumpster keeps getting fuller and fuller. But donating donating stuff is better than throwing it away. There are some things, though, I still will throw away. Um, I mean, some stuff is just garbage. And, you yeah, know, you have to yeah. Marie Kondo. Just say thank you for your service. Thank you for the lesson you taught me, the value you brought to my life while you were here, and goodbye. Yep. We're done. It's it's over. It's over. It's not me. It's you. That's, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> You're on fire. I'm, I'm just saying. I I know all these things. They're just, I make everything <laughs> sound good for me. But yeah, I'm. So basically, what this came down to, I said I've been saying basically a lot in this episode. Literally, basically, you're just basic. Those are the words. I'm basically basic. But I've been cleaning out some shelves to put some Lego on there, mm-hmm. and episode two of Lego is is coming. Um, and I'm like, okay, I need. I have these boxes of Lego, and I I need some place to store them that's not underneath my dining room table. And that's where I started cleaning out some of this box content. I'm trying to not become a hoarder house where there's just paths of stuff. And it's sort of almost kind of working, except for it just means the paths are getting bigger. So sort of. Um, that said, I was looking at... So I have two shelves of Lego boxes and... Uh, 12, 16 shelves of game boxes in the storage room. And I started comparing like which one's more expensive and games by far. Games are just a much more expensive hobby than Lego are. Lego is expensive. Don't get me wrong, but a typical board game is going to run you, you know, 60 to a hundred dollars. The typical kind of board game that Chris likes to buy. 
Yes. I, uh, yes. I'm not talking. Because I would I'm say most Hasbro. board games I buy are in the uh, 15 to 45 dollar range. Sure. Yes. But you can also get the Lego, <laughs> the small Lego sets are in the 15 to 45 range. So like it's very equivalent, like the size of the Lego boxes and the size of the game boxes, they're approximately the same price. So I'm like, all right, I, I, this is just my own little internal justification. I'm buying less games and more Lego, but that's benefiting me in both cases because the games I am buying are games I actually want to play and get to the table. Um, a friend of mine just recommended uh, Search for Planet X, which I know has been a hot game for the last two years. And he's like, you know, he just got into games. He's like, oh, yeah, we've been playing this game a lot. I'm like, you know, I've been hearing lots of things about this. I'm going to buy this game. And I didn't have so many other games where I was actually able to get it on the table. Unfortunately, and Darren showing you me right now is sitting next to him. Um, unfortunately, I taught Sydney how to play. I played it solo a couple times, and it actually plays solo quite well because there's an app that plays uh, the alternate opponent. And I taught it to t- Sydney, and she's like, yeah, this was an interesting experience. Um, I don't think I'd play this again. I'm like, oh, man. So now I have to play it solo. But it's worth playing solo. It's it's a good game. Um, I Kitty, I think you would like it. It's been described as Sudoku- in space Ooh. like, like that's Sudoku in space yeah it's essentially logic rules um so you have a pie either 12 or 18 depending if it's you know standard or expert mode um pie slices of space and in each slice there can be between i think five and six objects um some objects can't appear in some slices and then each one has a rule and where it can show up and you're looking for planet x and you're using like these different logic rules to figure that out. And it's a race against whoever you're playing against who's also using the same logic rules. And you can watch what they're doing to say, to try to deduce like, oh, I think you think there's an asteroid there. So I'm just going to put a little question mark saying, yeah, there's probably an asteroid there, even though I don't have proof of it. It's a lot of fun. If you like Sudoku and you like board games, this is like that middle mixing place. I've given up on Sudoku and gone straight to logic puzzles. There's, I love logic a, puzzles. <laughs> I love logic puzzles so much. I do also like uh, killer Sudoku more than regular Sudoku. So, uh, Actually, killer Sudoku is good, too. I've actually watched a lot of, uh, what is it, Cracking the Cryptic, which is a YouTube channel, where you literally just watch this guy solve like crazy hard Sudoku puzzles. And I'll like watch an hour of this guy just solving a single puzzle and I can't turn away. Like, I just, I can't turn away. So there's people making pigs in space jokes in the chat, and I'm just not sure I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I'll always remember the um, white elephant party we went to where, where one we of us received Sudoku a killer bar. Sudoku book, and me and Chris sat in the corner doing Sudoku together for the rest of the party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you if you have to define me and Chris in one story, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like uh, we're just gonna be over here. Leave us alone. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna be yeah. playing this incredibly hard puzzle by ourselves. Don't We've mind never us. Done an episode on logic puzzles. I think I think that's in our that's in our hopper. I would love to talk okay. about logic puzzles and games and where they overlap, but I don't know if I can do it for an hour. So <laughs> we can do anything for an hour. We just talked about throwing away games for a half hour, so I have faith in us. Yeah, and I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. 
It's a good All thing right. we combined it with Wordle, which we might have still been talking about if you didn't stop us. We could have gone on for an entire episode on Wordle, but <laughs> I needed to talk about throwing away games because I needed to figure out a solution, and you guys helped me figure this out, and that sounded more tabletop game talky. So, uh, yeah, Wordle is a bonus. <laughs> Um, at some point, we will talk about logic puzzles, probably in the very near future, because I love them. So, Kitty, uh, send us some of your favorites that we should, you know, link to and do some research on. And we'll talk about that. But next week, we will have another role-playing game episode, which we did not have the month of January, because January was horrible. Um, and if I'm strictly... If, if we're strictly being... <laughs> honest or uh if i was true to when the podcast dropped and not when we record technically this episode i guess should have been our role-playing game episode because it's going to drop on the first and just know that podcast time is is tricky that way all right on that note kitty is not looking at the show notes yes i have (laughs) a a quick follow-up on wordle oh i was going through i was going through the chat and uh terrence um posted something interesting uh, that the New York Times bought Wordle today, or they announced it today, for $1 million. That's, so what does that mean? That means that Wordle, A, was a super, super easy app to put together, and someone just came up with a great idea that got went viral, but they got ripped off. Like, totally. That 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 site right now is worth more than a million dollars. Like, um, Draw Something was sold for like $2 billion or something stupid like that. And it immediately tanked, like, as soon as it was sold. But, yeah, a million dollars for Wordle? Holy cow, did the New York Times get a good deal on that one. Uh, Also, I was reading in the article that um, the New York Times says that Wordle will remain initially free. (laughs) Initially free. Yeah. All all Wordle needed to do was throw banner ads up there, and they would have made a million dollars a month. Like, I don't understand how they they sold sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. Wow. All right, Kitty, read this out because I'm flabbergasted. (laughs) Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. If you'd like to follow us on social media, the links for Facebook and Twitter are in our show notes. We should add something about the Discord in here, too. Um, Live edit for Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Want to watch us record live? You can find a link for that in the show notes, too. Comments or questions, email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link. And there's a link in the show notes, too. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gifted Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, David Rank, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Punman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yassi, David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Gardner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun.
So the creator of Wordle was Josh Wardle, um, which is just amazing to me. Is that really and, his name? Yeah, last name W-A-R-D-L-E. And his tweet, an update on Wordle. It's been incredible to watch the game and it be so joyful, et cetera, et cetera. On the flip side, I'd be lying if this hasn't been a little overwhelming. After all, I am just one person. So You already this, made this the game, is, though. Yeah, well, it's one person that made the game. And again, I think the New York Times took advantage of him. I hope that he got like one million up front and, you know, five percent of whatever they make in the future or something, because I just I feel bad for this guy. I feel he was taken. Yeah, I really do. Even and like this is Fla- I, like Flappy Bird. Like I think that guy was making like forty thousand dollars a day for a little while just on ad revenue. Yep. <sighs> just goes to show if you invent something amazing, hold out for more than a million. On that note, later.